Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is Friday. It is Glorious Friday. It is the second day of June 2023. Happy Glorious Friday. I hope you got uh, awesome plans this weekend. I am Derek Hunter. This is the Derek Hunter Podcast. In case you downloaded it by accident, keep playing it. I mean, come on, man. What do you got? But the price is right, isn't it? Speaking of the price, the curse program, the week in effing review, the news talked about, the way it deserves to be, and things that need to be mocked, mocked, sacred cows mocked. I haven't done it yet, but I think that there is going to be a lot of sacred cows taken on, things that the left have put on pedestals that you can't make fun of, but for some reason is able to make fun of you. Well, that ain't going to fly. I'll take care of that on the Week in Effin' Review tonight at 12.01 a.m., midnight eastern time at patreon.com slash Derek hunter podcast or Derek hunter.locals.com honestly i prefer the uh, patreon it's much it's i know some people hate patreon and i understand why but you know locals frankly kind of sucks i do it and i'll keep doing it but it is not back-end user-friendly they take a bigger slice and provide less service in my opinion uploads on limits on certain things and what have you so uh but either one much appreciated five bucks a month gets you entered into the contest for autograph books this week it is uh brian kilmeade autograph book versus ray lewis nfl hall of famer autographed book so that's kilmeade's first book so you don't come across this autographed very often so check it out enter at either one of those sites all right i want to get into this news because i want to get into this weekend um good god i i i feel like i'm a bit of a soothsayer and i don't i don't pat my own there are look there are some hosts people in this business who spend an awful lot of time taking care pleasuring themselves orally there and i do that and i say yeah i'm trying to keep it clean but that's what they do and they they talk about oh i said this a long time ago i did this and then you listen to it and you hear them and it's really vague it's really easy to make predictions i, I believe that uh, when it all is said and done the republican party is going to have a nominee oh wow thank you mr soothsayer you want to impress me give me lottery numbers but earlier this week I said on this program that Joe Biden is going to be fine as far as challenges from anybody serious unless and until he takes an embarrassing, really damaging, injurious spill on a stage somewhere. It almost happened. It it didn't happen. He didn't hurt himself. He later hit his head getting off the helicopter. But, you know, as somebody who's six foot five, that kind of stuff happens. Although, yeah, honestly, shouldn't the president be able to walk upright? Shouldn't you make a helicopter, the president, any president could walk? You wouldn't you plan for like somebody my height or a little bit bigger to be president? And you go, let's make that door extra big on this thing where everybody hits their head. If it's known for everybody hitting their head, make a special version where a leader of a country doesn't hit their head. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, the President of the United States was out in uh, Colorado at the 
Air Force Academy graduation ceremony. He stood there, he shook a thousand hands, and he he just bit it. He bit the dust. He tripped over. If you watch the video, the first time I watched the video and I tweeted it out, it didn't look like he tripped on anything. I couldn't really. It was on my phone, and I, um, I, my wife had run in somewhere, so I was like waiting for her to come out. So I was checking messages on my phone, and I see this thing. And I'm like, oh my god! And I, my first instinct was he just he went to move, and his body, the upper body, was ready to go, but the legs didn't get the order. And I thought, oh my god, that's that's a problem. Because that's what it looked like. But no, it's worse than that. Now, not worse than that. Medically, look, if you're if you're suffering from dementia and there's a disconnect between what you want and what you get and you're losing control of your body or what have you, that's obviously the worst. But in Biden's case, he simply apparently didn't notice a sandbag right there. It was not overcast. It was not in shadows. It was not weird looking or hidden it's a sandbag i don't know why it was sitting there who knows holding something still whatever but it was in plain sight and what's weird is it was in plain sight where he'd been standing to shake 900 hands of cadets and then he goes ass over tea kettle and bites it on the stage luckily he didn't hit his face and like come up all bloody but honest to god at some point, you do have to have that conversation about this guy, right? Yes, people trip over things, especially older people trip over things. Sometimes they trip over their own feet, but if they're tripping over something that they know is there, that they see is something in plain sight, that's a problem. That is a problem in and of itself. So what do you do about this? It wasn't a bad enough fall like I predicted, and I still predict that he'll have that fall. Drudge has the headline, this is the third time he's fallen. Third public stumble this year. This isn't a stumble. He fell on his face almost. He fell straight down. It wasn't a stumble. Everybody stumbles. You stub your toe. You hit your toe, whatever. You little, oh, whoa, I almost fell there. That's, that's a stumble. He fell. He's fallen before, running up the stairs to Air Force One. He fell three times, which I don't know that I could do on a dare. Fall three times. You go up and like, oh, a fall. And then you, the only way you fall three times is, and he was stupid. Look, this is the thing about Joe Biden. Obviously, he's dumb. I tell you, hey, the the water's wet. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Joe Biden is dumb. And Joe Biden is old. And Joe Biden is so dumb that he thinks he can make people, since he would fall for it, think he is not old by pretending he's not as old as he is. See what I'm saying? So you you jog. He does that weird little jog every once in a while. You see him coming out on the stage. And you're like, here, I'm, I'm running. I'm not an 80-plus-year-old man who has no business being in this job. I'm spry. I've got it. That's why his answer every time somebody says, dude, you, you have brain farts all the time. You lie or get wrong. Serious, simple, important episodes in your life. Why the hell people say that maybe you lost a step? And his answer is, watch me, just watch me. Remember that? Just watch me, watch me. 
Nobody wants to watch you, dude. It's sad to watch you. You're falling down all over the place. You can't walk like a normal person. So what does he do? He tries to compensate for it. He tries to be super cool. He tries to make jokes, except that he's so old that he says a joke, and he goes, "Uh, not a joke, not a joke, but you are joking. You are joking, Joe. You sit there and you run on a stage to show that you can still run. You ride a bike to show you could ride a bike. Look, I'm so energetic. I'm out riding a bike. Yeah, you're wearing a helmet. And and I don't know, you, you stop to talk to reporters and you literally put one foot down and forget seemingly that the other foot is not down and lean that way on the bike and fall over. That's problematic. But he did it because he was trying to look young. When you're running up that the uh, stairs to get onto Air Force One. There's no reason for the president of the United States of any age to run up the stairs to get onto Air Force One. It's not like, oh crap, they're going to be pushing back from the gate in any second. Now, if I don't make it up there in time, they're going to leave without me. You're the president of the United States. I'm pretty sure they aren't going anywhere without you. So the only reason to run up those stairs is to try to make people think, wow, he's in pretty good shape. He can run up those stairs. Because most people, a lot of people, no matter what, you reach a certain age, you go, I'm not running up no damn stairs. I'll walk up the stairs. Well, Joe is so young and so spry and so full of energy at 80 years old that he can little semi-jog up those stairs. Except he can't. He fell on his face. At which point, he kind of pot committed himself to kind of jogging up the stairs. So he had to keep going. And he missed the step again. Fell right on his face. And then he goes, well, now I'm really, I'm doubly, triply committed. I can't stop now. And he does it again. And then he goes up the stairs. It's embarrassing. He should have just walked up those stairs. Now, I'm grateful It allows me to point this out to you that he did that. It allows me to point this out to you to make the case I'm making that so much of Joe Biden's life is simply executed, not lived, but executed for show to try to... Look, everybody knows somebody, and this is usually women, um, because men tend to get fatter as they get older, so there's not a whole lot they can do. But everybody knows somebody, a woman who is not old, not old, but older than she's dressing. Older than, you know, she shouldn't be dressing the way she dresses. Everybody sees this person. You maybe don't know them, but you see them walking in the neighborhood. You see them at the mall. You see them somewhere where you're just looking at them and you go, that's not... That's not for you. You shouldn't be. You're you're 50 years old and you're dressing like you're 30. You're not 30. Look, you can have a, a nice spirit and you can have a lot of youthful energy and a bubbly personality at any age and it's much appreciated by everybody, but you're not fooling anybody, okay? And I tell you one thing as a man that if you carry yourself well, it doesn't really, the age thing doesn't really matter. It just doesn't. It's how you present yourself. It's how you are. It's how you are to be around. Are you enjoyable to be around? If you're enjoyable to be around, it doesn't really matter. 
Now, it might not be marriage material. I can't speak for every guy or whatever, and I'm a married man, so what the hell do I know what dating is like right now? But you're not going to get some 25-year-old dude. No, you're a cougar of 50. And you go, oh, uh, I thought you were 35. No, they, they know. They know. You can make up for all of it. Because there'll be a lot of people when I'm not dating an older... Look, when I was eight, 19 years old, I dated a woman who was 31. And I thought, oh, I would never date... 31, that's like midlife crisis kind of stuff. But you wouldn't have known she was 31. Well, you would have if you'd listened, if you had a conversation with her. You'd go, this woman is older than the typical airhead that I talk to. But she was interesting and fun, and that made up for it. She wasn't doing jumping jacks and getting a push-up bra and going, look at me. Now, when I was 31, I was dating a 19-year-old because I'm a scumbag man. What are you going to do? But Joe Biden seems to be one of those people who thinks they can fool everybody. That they can go, I did it. I did. I'm in the club. I made the uh, Forbes uh, 40 under 40 or whatever. And you're really secretly 70 years old. It doesn't doesn't work that way because you act like an idiot all right it doesn't you have to first of all accomplish something so stand there and shake hands and don't try to run he looked like he was trying to jog off stage or jog to wherever he was supposed to go and when you're walking up the staircase at air force one don't run like a jackass walk up it have some dignity it's really bizarre to me. Most old people that I know are older people. Old. When you say somebody old people, it sounds negative. That's not what I mean to say. People of age. No. Well, you know what I mean. Old people I know. They they drive me nuts sometimes when they're not when I don't not the people I know. But you're driving, you're like so slow. They're so casual. They're so that's the the mark of maturity. I'm not there yet. I'm wildly immature. I'm like, come on, let's go. The light is green. The second the light is green, let me pass you as soon as there's a passing lane. It strikes me as a bit odd that the people who hopefully knock wood have more time are in a hurry to get somewhere, whereas you'd think the people who should be in a hurry to get somewhere are kind of going, you know what, I'll get there when I get there, or I won't get there. I'm not too worried about it. Joe Biden seems to be trying to fit himself into the other category. I've always, somebody calls my name, I got to jump up, I got to say, yes, sir, I'm going to move really fast just to show how I am. But when he's not sure that people are watching and there's just B-roll being taken of him walking somewhere, watch the guy walk. His torso does not move. It's not natural. His arms don't really move. They move very little, if at all. Sometimes they don't move at all. He has this intense stare that is a stare of determination, which is really a stare of focus, which is just put one foot in front of the other. Don't trip. Pick it up. Put it down. Put one foot in front of the other. Don't trip. Pick it up. Put it down. Let's do that. And he gets so tense. He gets so anal that he freezes and screws himself up so it was sad to watch the president of the united states fall on his face but it wasn't surprising still not bad enough yet for gavin new if he'd have broken his nose if he'd have bloodied his face or something like that or broken a hip god forbid 
then I think that there would be meetings happening right now. As it is, there are probably phone calls happening right now. That's the level. That's about a, a five or a six on the scale, whereas meetings, in-person meetings, are uh, eights and nines. A full-blown 10 is... Uh, both being combined with a Skype call. Anyway, there is other news going on I want to get to before we get to our weekend. The debt deal passed the house, yay, the uh, whatever. It, it just get it over with. And then weirdly, the Senate, the Senate passed with three Democrat votes a bill blocking Joe Biden's student debt relief. And you may be sitting there going, well, why the hell, what's going on here? Let me tell you why it is happening. There are some vulnerable Democrats who voted for this. This is some inside baseball. Gather around, ye kiddies, and listen to Grandpa's wisdom here. Because when I first heard it, I thought, what the hell are they voting on? Where is the pressing issue? The Supreme Court's about to decide on this thing. Um, So it's going to go away. It's probably going to lose in the Supreme Court. I don't know. I Look, Congress writes so many poorly written laws that you could probably interpret them in a million different ways. If Joe Biden's plan has a chance in hell, that would be why. And frankly, Congress would deserve it because they write stupid laws. They write them lazily because they want to wash their hands of responsibility. They want to say we did something, but they don't want to say I did that. They They want to say they did something while they also can say I didn't do that. It's stupid. But... The uh, the vote in the Senate is weird until you realize who voted against it. It was three Democrats, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, and John Tester of Montana. Those are three senators that are extremely vulnerable come next November. So, because look, votes in the Senate don't happen unless Chuck Schumer let them happen doesn't matter if you got a majority. If Chuck Schumer doesn't want the vote to happen, the vote is not going to happen. There was no force fight. We're going to walk. We're going to do, give me this vote or I quit. Nothing. This was done to help those three senators. To a lesser degree, Cinema, because she's running as an independent. But the Democrats, look, it's a a club. She caucuses with the Democrats. She's, for all intents and purposes, a Democrat. There will be a Democrat on the ballot. The Senate Democrats will help that Democrat on the ballot, but not a whole lot. And who knows what will happen. But Joe Manchin is in trouble. Donald Trump won West Virginia by, what is it, 40 points or something like that? So yes, Joe Manchin is the closest thing to a conservative Democrat. But he doesn't have a whole lot going to say that he actually did anything. He didn't vote for anything remotely conservative. Democrats aren't going to allow that many votes to come through, but they allowed this one to come through for that reason. So he could say he opposed this because the people in West Virginia are going to be pissed off as they should be. The people who did not go to college in West Virginia are going to have to pay for the student loans of some transgender interpretive dance major who went to Smith College. What the hell? Why would you do that? I'd be pissed off if, if I was in West Virginia and I didn't and I'm a coal miner and the Democrat establishment is desperately trying to destroy the industry I work in. 
And they're instead going, we need to really curry favor with and stand up for the uh, gender grievance study people who can't find jobs as they kill the industry. This gives Manchin a chance to say, now it's not going to go anywhere. Joe Biden's going to veto it. It doesn't really matter. And the Supreme Court will ultimately decide it. But there's a difference between saying you're opposed to something and having voted in opposition to something. Not much when it's a foregone conclusion, but it does enable mansion to do that same thing with tester john tester is a very left-wing guy for five years in a row and then in the sixth year when it comes time for him to run for re-election he suddenly becomes much more conservative much more conservative now the saddest part is with voters in west virginia and voters in montana this oftentimes works these people do not really share a whole lot of values with their constituents. They don't. They really don't. Not on the issues. Do you think, how many Montanans do you think are really sitting there going, boy, I really hope that boys are able to play with girls in sports? How many people in West Virginia are laboring over the idea that some dude might not be able to go into the girl's bathroom while their daughter is in there? Two? Three? That's what these people support. That's when the chips are down. That's what they'd vote for. But they're not going to run on it. They're not going to talk about it. And if given the chance in the next year, they will find a way to start speaking out against it and maybe even voting against it in ways that don't really matter, in things that will ultimately be vetoed or die somewhere else in committee or in the Senate, full reba. It doesn't matter. They'll vote for it because it's the time they have to pretend to not hold the values that normal people hold dear in contempt. That's why it is. That's the only reason to bring up a bill and a vote on something that isn't going anywhere and is ultimately the Supreme Court is going out of session the end of this month. It will be decided, This the student loan issue, will be decided by the Supreme Court. Period. End of story. Soon. So this was a showboat. Of course, we talked yesterday about the value of show votes. Just wanted to make you aware of it because I was scratching my head at first going, no, because there were were the Senate today and a surprise move. There are no surprise moves in the Senate. I've worked in the Senate. That's not how the Senate works. Like, holy cow, we're voting on what today? And it passed and the, the majority doesn't like. No, that's not how the United States Senate works. So just make you aware of it. Now I'm looking at Newsweek and I saw this headline and it is one of those things that annoys me. It's what the left does. The headline, transgender Christian confronts pastor during anti-LGBTQ plus sermon. Oh, and now did he say, hey, you know what? Men are not men. Men are not women the second they tuck their penises back and put on a dress. How dare you, anti-monster. Said a transgender Christian. I love it. Christian, okay. Well, what sect? You know, if you're Episcopalian, fine. But if you're Catholic, eh, you don't really... I mean, the left allows you to pick and choose. It's weird. You have to be totally doctrinaire on absolutely everything political that the left loves or they hate you and they'll come after you but they demand that you ought to be able to a la carte your religion 
A transgender Christian publicly confronted a Catholic pastor in Cleveland, Ohio, after the pastor decried LGBTQ plus community in a sermon at St. Raphael Parish on Sunday. The LGBTQ plus community, shut up with this crap, uh, has been at the center of a culture war with conservative political figures working to create anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, such as Tennessee banning public drag shows and Florida banning gender identity education in the classroom. Their Newsweek is, God, I miss the being able to use that word, is wildly stupid and partisan. Recently, conservative voices have called for boycotts of organizations entering into the nation's social issues, specifically the LGBTQ plus realm, such as Cold PetSmart, Bud Light, North Face, and others. The faith community has entered into the debate as well, with some churches pledging to support the LGBTQ plus community and others condemning it. Now, you're sitting there and you're going, we're three long-ass paragraphs into the story. What in the hell is it about? He's publicly conf- Somebody was publicly confronted about something anti-transphobe, homophobe, whatever, and they haven't gotten to the damn thing yet. What did they say? What happened? In, a sun- in Sunday's sermon, St. Raphael Parish Pastor Timothy W. Garreau did the latter, specifically decrying the Los Angeles Dodgers after the Major League Baseball team announced that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a pro-LGBTQ plus nonprofit from California, comprised of, end quote, order of queer and trans nuns, end quote, were due to receive a Community Hero Award and were invited to the team's LGBTQ plus Pride Night. Now, the letter, he did the letter, condemned it. The uh, the gays in this group openly exist. This group exists to mock Catholics. That a Catholic said, hey, I don't appreciate that, is now suddenly an anti-LGBTQ plus sermon. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Now here's what the priest said. Be ready for some hate, right? Am I right? Quote, look at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Look at what's happening. Defaming the name of Jesus Christ. Defaming the name of every Christian here on earth. It just burns a hole in my heart, angers me, and embitters me, and it should you, Garreau said during the sermon, according to a report from the online news outlet Cleveland.com. Garreau didn't specifically mention the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, but gave enough information that one parishioner approached the altar and spoke out against Garreau's criticism. Quote, queer and trans folks, people, queer and trans people also carry the Holy Spirit. And that was really painful to hear. Yeah, wait till you find out what hell is like. That was really hurtful, the person said, who Cleveland.com identified as a transgender former parishioner named Avery. Quote, you baptized me. I carry the Holy Spirit with me. I know you're talking about the Sisters of Indulgence, and I can understand that from, from the outside. It looks like they are defaming the Catholic faith. They are there are queer children here. The spirit of God moves through all people. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? It's about these gay guys using a cross as a pole dance, rubbing their crotches in each other's faces as they fake be crucified. Okay, there are gay children here. Well, then you should be kind of upset that there are adult men gyrating their penises in the face of other men in any circumstances, right? And if you're a Christian, that's just the cherry on top. But these people are frauds. These people are fakes. These people are... That's that's hurtful. That's I don't care. 
I don't, sometimes the truth hurts, you know? It just works out that way. Grow the hell up. God, I really, I really do feel a hate crime coming on on the, the Curse show this weekend. That's <laughs> not going to be a hate crime, but it's going to be public. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll treat the sisters of perpetual indulgence and the defenders of that and the liberal community and the liberal alphabet mafia the way that they treat people of faith just a little mockery right i mean we're if they're allowed to mock us shouldn't we be allowed to mock them turnabout is after all the fairest of plays so maybe i will do that on the weekend effing review damn it but i'm not going to do it now because this isn't the curse show and people do not like to be sworn at or sworn around and uh you know that's the thing you know what you're getting there you know what you're getting here trying to keep it real ladies and gentlemen anyway that is enough for today and this week good lord it is friday go have some wonderful fun it's supposed to be a hot one here in the northeast so keep the air conditioner cranking hopefully you can get access to some water or something Maybe I'll inflate the pool. The kids will love that. And I will be back here on Monday. I will be at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast with a charged up, fired up, screamy sermon of a week in effing review tonight at midnight. Have yourself a wonderful time, no matter what you do. Keep spreading the word, and I'll see you on Monday. Thank you so much.